Pep Guardiola has started his thing. We cannot replace him if he leaves. <laughs> so I'm just prepared for some superstar midfielder to come and replace him immediately next year. So, but this the stuff you see Arsenal fans say online is truly like it's just beautiful. Man. It's just beautiful. Delow has a pop. On for a hat trick. Greater. Rodri. Welcome back everyone. It's been a few weeks since we put out our last episode international break and what not. So we do have a lot to talk about this episode. So welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. And if you're new here before we go any further, please do like and subscribe. It helps us a lot. Keeps us motivated to, to keep guys, producing please. these videos. <laughs> so Hamza, we had a lot of action in the last 3 weeks. I think yeah. one episode would not be able to do it justice for all the things that have been going on in the world of football. So we'll try to keep it as recent as we possibly we can and if we missed out on anything that happened in the last 3 weeks we apologize it's tough it's tough keeping up but yeah so hamza take us away what do you want to start with to firstly we're done with 10 games from the premier league almost 1/4 of the way yeah, through and i remember i told you we can't form any real impressions of the league <laughs> until about the 10th to 12th game range so we have the most unlikely i don't think any of us could have predicted <laughs> no it no one saw that coming i don't think you. anyone oh could have pre- i think we both agreed that spurs were going to surprise people because people were writing them off before the season started and we both agreed that they were going to be a fun fun team to watch because of Ange Postecoglou but uh, anyone who said they could have predicted this are lying to you because this is a phenomenal start uh, just 8 wins 2 draws 0 losses That's, very, that's <laughs> crazy, just so impressive. I think I did mention about how Ange Postecoglou was the real deal, and he was a really, really good manager. He's been a little bit, um, I say, written off. Like he doesn't have the big star power of, mm. like, say, maybe a Ten Hag coming in, or like, uh, maybe like another coach, or when Jurgen Klopp came into Liverpool, or when Mourinho, whatever. He didn't have the name of these guys, but I think if you were a Spurs fan and, and you were shown this. at the beginning of this transfer window in about maybe june 1st when antonio conte was saying it's the culture of spurs when harry kane was touted to be leaving when they uh, i think the sporting director got hit with betting charges paratici is his name he got hit with uh, betting charges yeah <laughs> this is they're in dreamland man and i think this is very interesting because i think second third and fourth are exactly who i th- I thought this would have been first second and third but because the Spurs is uh, unbelievable performance Arsenal second City third Liverpool fourth all have been very good value for these points they've all played very very well uh, I would say Arsenal have been the least um, entertaining of the lot I know they've just won five yeah. so if you're an Arsenal fan <laughs> yeah. I know that but I feel when I see uh, Liverpool Spurs and City matches I feel and Villa for that matter down and Newcastle I find them way think- more entertaining than Arsenal I think you're kind of right. I mean, except yeah. for the last game, Arsenal have been a little uh, yeah. pragmatic, I would say, in their approach. Yeah. But uh, you were you were right, dude. You were absolutely right about how the table is shaping up. It's, yeah. It's exactly what we had kind of envisioned for the table to yeah. end up, right? Like with Arsenal, City, Liverpool, and then you see Villa, Newcastle, Brighton right yeah. behind them. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that United is a little misplaced. <laughs> right now. No. So the the crazy thing was, I know I've been telling for the last four game weeks that I expect United to come like. like like upwards and like have an upward trend generally but it's not been good like it's actually been yeah. quite disappointing for united <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh chelsea again like we that's what we both agreed a complete unknown entity and every week it just it's a new thing so we really can't say much but one but, but 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 
can't wait. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, the surprise of the season has to be Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> I don't know how these guys are on 12 points. And Do they're they actually... Just, no, I, I know one guy. I know the reason. Mr. Neto. <laughs> Mr. Neto has been playing... Bl- actually, actually, I was going to say it's the Korean guy. Oh, the Korean guy. Yeah, of course the Korean Dude, guy. The, so, supposedly, I think... Uh, Okay, I'll just have to cross-check this. But yeah. uh, it's been one of the best personal starts in a Wolverhampton shirt for years now uh, yeah. that Hwangi Chan has made. Okay. So, it's it's crazy, dude. And even their team is playing very well. They look like a good unit. Okay. Of course, they don't have the best uh, uh, strength and depth to push yeah. them up the table. Th- that, that seems like a b- bit of a problematic uh, situation for Wolves. That they seem quite thin um, in general in terms of squad depth. But... I had pegged them as relegation candidates. I think you didn't. You yeah, did yeah. not peg Wolves. No, as rele- I did. I, I had them. Yeah, I had them as the uh, team in the 18th position to just go down. All right. And uh, no, so but again, they've been I, good. They've been good. I will say something. For the other 17 teams of the Premier League, you kind of lucked out this season because the <laughs> newly promoted teams are doing doing your job. Like they don't. You don't need to worry about anything because these three teams. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Like, I mean, I thought Luton, to Luton's credit, they're really fighting. Like, they're really, really yeah. fighting. And a big credit to Luton, big credit to the fan base, the, like, all of them. Like, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a nice story. I would not be happy with Sheffield, because Sheffield <laughs> are just getting, Sheffield are just, like, getting destroyed by everyone, man. It's just by everyone. Like, look at that, go- look at the goals conceded. That is ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, man. That but, is ridiculous. But, you know, having said that, Sheffield have been hard done by uh, in a couple of games. Really? Uh, against uh, City, I think it was a last-minute penalty uh, that got City over Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Against Spurs, I think it was um, uh, an added-time uh, goal that got them over against Sheffield as well. And even United, for example. Yeah. I mean, though we were the better team, uh, but uh, if it wasn't for Diogo Dalot's uh, bullet into the top corner, I don't think we would have... Beaten Sheffield. So. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> so. I mean, United have like they've really not been impressive this season. Coming back to them, yeah, it's 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 been really disappointing. Like I pegged them as fourth, but it, it's like I mean, I still I still fancy United for fourth, but it's it's looking difficult, man. Because not not only True. are they bad, the other teams are good. The other teams are really good. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, uh, unfortunately, the way the uh, season's shaping out, I have a feeling it's going to be four teams right at the top, three teams right at the bottom, and then a pile of mud in yeah, the middle. Yeah, because <laughs> if you look at the points table, there's already a separation developing. Yeah, there's, exactly. It's already between Villa and Newcastle, there's already five points. And I know people are going to say, okay, it's just five points. But you need to understand, it builds, it grows. Like It goes two ways. Like While you say, okay, it's easily made up, if in 10 games already there's a five-point gap between the top five and the rest, it tends to go up. It doesn't tend to come down. Like I still think Spurs will drop off. And I, I'm, I'm, if you're a Spurs fan, I'm, I know you must be like shaking your head in disbelief that I'm saying that. But I, I can't see Spurs sustaining this because I think they've had like some good fortune go their way. And they've had an easier run-in compared to like the top uh, maybe other six to seven teams. So, on that note, what did you make of the last Spurs game? Spurs yeah. beat Crystal Palace 2-1. Yeah. Did you happen to catch this game? I, I didn't catch the game, unfortunately. Uh, but I heard it was like, they played pretty well. It was yeah. not like it was a <laughs> smash. It was not like it was a lucky win or anything like that. So, like, good for them, man. But I, I just, I'm not convinced that Spurs can, like, sustain this over a period of time. And I think the teams below them are significantly better than them. I think I think the three teams immediately below them are much better. And I think that will show over a season. I think they've just improved a lot. 
yeah. and i just hope a lot of people don't run away with or graded improvement as something that uh, they compare with the likes of city and arsenal yeah. like even against crystal palace for example spurs were yeah. quite good yeah. even though crystal palace had a lot of chances spurs yeah. uh, the, the spurs keeper vicario was pulling out a couple of alisson oh, yeah. vicario, vicario, to vicario where do you know where vicario came from because this is a crazy <laughs> no, signing dude. right wow yeah it's a crazy just wow man it, it's it's just an incredible signing and one thing is getting lost and i not it, nothing typifies that more than what i saw on monday night football uh it was gary neville talking again he's talking about the glazers as per <laughs> usual and he was talking about how um people were like okay ange postecoglou has come into this job and he's done an incredible job whereas ten hag you can't identify any playstyle and rightfully pointed out that ten hag has w- way more expectations comes into a much more difficult situation than spurs and then gary neville went on to say yeah it's easier to do it when you come into a stable situation like spurs which could not be further from the truth like that is one thing i don't want like to get like lost in all of this spurs were not a stable situation that's why it's so impressive No, no, I, uh, I mean, it, it is impressive what they've done, but I do think relatively they're very stable compared to... Any, anyone compared to United is stable, man. <laughs> Chelsea com- are compared to United is stable, man. At least we know who their owners are at any given point so, of time. So, it's, so yeah. Son, dude, Son through the middle. He's yeah, Son. No, but you, you know, I've always had this feeling about Son that he could play down the middle because he is limited when... uh when it's cramped when you give him room to run into when you give him space to run in behind defenders coupled with the fact that firstly he's rapid he's still rapid and by yeah. the way interesting fact about son he became one year younger this year did you know yeah. that <laughs> did you know that that's right that's and, true that's so true. Uh, so that's the thing while other people are talking about players becoming post prime and he he's reversing the act so he's back <laughs> in his prime and not only does he have the pace to run behind he's genuinely one of the few players in world football who can we can say is fully two footed like like he can finish competently yeah. any angle with both feet so that creates so many problems if you're the last man you don't know which side to push him because he can do anything anyway so like i think he always had that look of him like being a number 9 and kane leaving is probably out of necessity made him play the number 9 i think he's doing a phenomenal job and just a phenomenal job absolutely and There's, i started to like him now you know i i i didn't like him uh, much before and why? it wasn't so much for his but quality but why though why i i just felt he's a good player but i i always felt he was limited as you as you rightly said yeah. that if there are two defenders against him he always passes the ball back he, he is limited i i think he absolutely is limited and i think it's but about, in this new position yeah i i don't know it's it's really nice no, i don't think I, there's anything that stops him now Do 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 you think that's credit to quality coaching like uh, to have a coach who recognizes okay this is what i ha- like just compare it to conte conte was whining about everything and this guy comes in and says okay this is what i have uh, i can't control the kane situation but i can control the fact that i have this dude here he's probably yeah. better suited to playing down the middle than my system and i'm going to go for it and that's proactive positive coaching and you love to see it man you just love to see it and i'm so happy for spurs but um i'm sure they're going to drop off so like that's the thing as long as they're not threatening to liverpool i love them man <laughs> so they they're coming dropping down um just bringing it back to the example of uh, uh, what what were the words he used positive proactive coaching was it not yeah 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 i, I was just thinking about Uh, there's another player in Joe Linton and what Eddie Howe's done with him, yeah, but there's yeah. also Scott McTominay and what Ten Hag has done with Scott McTominay. So I genuinely think United have a Scott McTominay problem in the sense that uh, you can't drop him because uh, he scored goals recently and you want to reward players who are in form. But when he plays the typical midfield role, he's not the greatest and he doesn't give Ten Hag what he wants. So 
I think they should just like honestly just try him at center forward man like why not like he has the physicality yeah. and he's a good ball striker no man but I I don't think it'll ever work like that so I think what a lot of people tend to forget is that whenever we talk about any midfielder right uh, yeah. outscoring other teams say you take a Bruno you take a Bellingham for yeah. example and they they're performing really well yeah. so there's generally always a striker up front and what you need to understand is if you replace this current goal scoring person with the striker yeah. then it does not help the game it rather hampers them because now they have the attention or the full attention of uh, your center backs from the opposition team yeah now i feel the reason why mctominay thrives in this chaotic position is because there is someone who's occupying the defenders and yeah. it gives mctominay All free right. reign to make the third man runs and yeah. you know a uh, bomb into the box yeah and now again of course if you start him in such positions i and, do not think and, it will work and also i think this is uh, a good sign for united fans i think um hoyland is i think just give him time like i think people need to relax with the premier league is not scored not assisted this is a good signing so this is like i, I think i've been talking to you about this for a while this is a good united signing like uh, it has like there's no downside at all and there's a possible superstar on your hands like it's a possibility so like i really love the signing and you everything he brings to the game like i don't understand there's one thing about him he doesn't seem like he's fast but he's yeah. so fast i don't know rapid, i don't know how that yeah. he's so rapid but he does not seem like he's fast at all it's 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 a weird sight to see unfortunately he he gave away a penalty and i can't believe that's a penalty I just found that ridiculous dude I I've seen I, I, such I, I, it happens every game every corner exactly. every free every kick every corner every free kick absolutely dude absolutely how can they give away something so and innocuous dude against so innocuous against arsenal gabriel had done the exact same thing <laughs> no the, it wasn't exactly it was even worse 100 times worse, worse. <laughs> he was holding on to, i think this is one problem with holland he's he's, a, he's an incredible player but he's a little too honest for yeah. his own good he 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 modified the behavior <laughs> a little bit the necessity even, uh, modifi- the necessary even, modifications are going to be made True, true. Even against City, if you see, right, there was this one uh, time where uh, he broke through on goal, and he was one on one against the keeper. Yeah. And John Stones pushed him from the back. Yeah, yeah. You uh, know, he grabbed him. Say, he, he grabbed him. He caught him like that. Right? Uh, if I'm not no, mistaken. I, I, I think it was a push, like a, just a push to make him off balance. So, of course, uh, Hoyland didn't go down, but it did make him off balance, and then he had to go around the keeper and he tried but what he the, could. But you know, the, the, I, I remember seeing the highlights of that. I really, he's got good balance, man, because that he was at full tilt. he completely lowered the center of gravity and he still had the ball he still had control that's what i'm saying this guy has a lot of like he, he it's not like he's just big and strong he's got that acceleration he's got that balance there's and and his movement is good his movement is really really good his link up play is already really good it's just he's in the wrong damn team man he's in the wrong <laughs> team and that's that's what oh, that's what worries me for hoyland because look at nunes for example it it found it hard to get running but he's in the right system under a right coach under a right yeah, framework yeah. and he's making a difference right now so like i think that's what hoyland needs true but i think i think if hoyland just adds this uh, little bit like like an element of uh, street smartness yeah street <laughs> smartness yeah I, i don't want to say dark arts yeah. street smartness to his game yeah. i think it would help him a lot but yeah. again dude i i don't know i don't know if it's he would have gone down there I, no, I, I, it's not his fault for sure yeah, but i don't yeah. know even if he would have gone down if the ref would have given us a pen yeah. or red card it's, i, I, it's really I, I just i just found that a, a ridiculous decision and i've decided that i'm going to start one 
episode one segment of every episode called ref watch okay <laughs> and either we highlight some spectacular decision which the ref made in a good way or the more common occurrence we're going to highlight a stupid ass decision which they made horrible decision no like yeah. what is the justification of this decision because var comes in only if it's a clear and obvious error by the referee was that in clear and ob- okay it you could say it was a foul but was that a clear and obvious error because in the context of today's football if that is given a foul we're going to see a penalty every corner every free kick every play almost Dude, all the in time. the in the same run yeah. where holland just grabbed this guy a little bit there was holding diego going dalo out. diego dalo and diaz when uh, diego headed the ball out they both yeah. were fighting for the yeah. ball dude yeah. they're not looking at that and they're looking yeah. at this as a penalty it's it's, 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 it's ridiculous so, so because you know for uh, i think in the game so of course united lost to city and it, it was and it one of the close. worst it wasn't close it was a bad bad <laughs> defeat but close, yeah. i would like to say that if the probably if the first half uh, ref decision didn't go against us it could have been a little tighter affair yeah, the po- this is that's the thing the possibility is there that united could have done some damage which is why the decision is so frustrating like i i, I just i can i can't understand the decision making but it is what it is i i i saw the biggest <laughs> heart attack moment was seeing that lineup do that came out against city but can i be honest why were you cuz I, i remember i saw your messages while losing this match for sure there's no way <laughs> why were you so was it because no. evans was starting it was evans and maguire i didn't think rather that they were of the caliber required Mag- to keep city out so but I, I, but we maguire wait, wait. didn't do anything wrong in this yeah, match no no because no, they I, did i'm not, i'm not saying they did anything wrong i'm just evans saying that they not evans did even evans like to because be very honest if you, if you saw the second goal uh, when haland had a open header evans got sucked in because uh, they shifted like a box towards the yeah, guy yeah. who was going to cross evans overcommitted so because he overcommitted the left back also had to collapse and because of I, that ha- haland was in acres of space i mean i understand what you're saying and uh, i don't think i would blame evans for that yeah. or uh, blame him for that goal specifically because city do this time and time again yeah. they over it one side give it to rodri who switches it out to the winger winger is one on one against a defender now and then they have another guy making a third man run probably bernardo silva someone and the winger all that he's supposed to do at that time is pass it to the other guy who yeah. chips it in and and they create chances time and time again my problem is that if i can see it if all of us can see it why doesn't the united coaching team do something against it dude i it was such a horrible game and i don't think we performed at any aspect of the game our defense uh, though maguire and evans really stepped up in the first half i couldn't fault them for anything in the first half but they weren't up to it man they weren't up to it especially on the ball they weren't up to it at all you wouldn't yeah. see them lose it but the fact that they were so ponderous on the ball it it didn't help us in attack at all because what we'd end up doing is uh, we'd keep passing it around a couple of uh, passes between the left back and the center back and then we give it to onana who'll just boot it long okay. and now the problem is that i would i can't blame the players alone cuz ten hag is the person who's supposed to drive it into the team yeah. and give them patterns of play for but how you beat the city press no. how you play pattern of play man like i, 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 I so i told you i'm a hate watcher <laughs> and seeing united matches this season honestly i love it but after a point i'm just look thinking what is the game plan here like there's really no recognizable pattern whatsoever Dude, I, i i completely agree and it's yeah. driving me insane it annoys me so much cuz yeah. the thing is it, it makes me angry but i can see the reasons why or uh, so for example i can see why we're not able to play out in Evans and Maguire because I understand that if we would have had a trifecta of uh, Casemiro, Varane and uh, Martinez as our starting uh, CDM and center backs our, our game plan would have been much different because yeah. I've seen this united play in patterns I've seen I've seen the same team yeah. 
produce yeah. much 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 better football before and yeah. now they they're playing such clueless football we keep punting it long and we keep waiting for hoylun or someone to touch it down to somebody yeah. and he's trying to play scott mcdonald as a second striker which honestly honestly i do not think he wanted to start the city game even but though he's been on form you have to bring him off the bench but who, who i think he deserves a bit of the blame in the sense you signed a post prime center back and a post prime cdm man. like and it's difficult to expect <laughs> them to be fit all the time like those are not but, secure but not, signings in the terms of fitness right but it's not ten hag's doing right ten hag signed casemiro he wanted casemiro because he couldn't get de jong but we again again that, that again klopp signed savos like cuz he couldn't get mount that's what that's what was said right yeah no that's that's all right but the problem is it's not so, so when ten hag comes into the club two months in it is not his job to yeah. pick signings True, that's, yeah fair enough. right that's, that's awesome. and varan he didn't even bring in varan yeah, all he had brought in varan but tell you man it was a good signing they should have cashed in varan to saudi he's going to get injured again and again and his value is going to drop you would have got 45 50 casually <laughs> you could have invested it you won't listen to me you won't listen to me at all <laughs> just i don't know man watching united uh in this current day and age is a torture it's a t- uh, and i uh, feel yeah. bad for all you united fans who are watching our podcast it's, yeah. it's bad it's no bad. i mean I, i think the manchester derby just showed the gulf in class man it wasn't close it, yeah. it, it, it really wasn't close and it was quite sad to see but uh yeah i think that's what the situation is for united now uh, what do you make of city though i think city um again i i love city when rodri plays but we saw how they looked when rodri wasn't there so i'm a little yeah. concerned for them um that the season depends on one guy so much because dude, but he's with, a phenomenal player dude because just think about it without de bruyne it makes no difference they're able to churn out results without holland they won four premier league titles in five <laughs> years and oh, another thing you mentioned bernardo silva uh, just a few minutes ago yeah. pep guardiola has started his thing we cannot replace him if he leaves <laughs> so i'm just prepared for some superstar midfielder to come and replace him immediately next year so uh, this is this stupid team <laughs> we cannot it's, replace him every crazy. time man this guy's a liar dude <laughs> Dude, I think uh, as you rightly said, every person on that team is uh, replaceable except for except, Rodri. except Rodri, and and that that's even, what makes even, me happy as a Liverpool fan to an extent because I'm like, okay, if he gets suspended, I'm not going to say injured because yeah. I don't I don't wish injury on any player. He should. Right. I hope he plays all 38 games, oh, except suspensions. I, I hope he gets some. <laughs> I hope he gets pissed off and kicks someone and gets a red card or something like that. I would love that. I, w- I would love for Rodri to get like another three match suspension. especially for the liverpool match cuz they depend a lot on him cuz he does everything he does everything at a high level everything like when's the next city liverpool game oh uh, it's uh, 25th november 25th november Oh, so it's, it's not that not that far it, it's coming up it'll it's coming up game. and i think that'll be see unlike the arsenal uh, city match which is just one discount version and one actual version it'll be actually interesting where it won't be uh, like this the discourse i saw of after city arsenal online was oh this is one of the most high quality matches chess match uh, they were cancelling each other out <laughs> i think i think what liverpool's strength is that they they force everyone to play the kind yeah. of football that liverpool don't, want to so, play so so don't get me started on liverpool i don't know how it works but it works i do not know how it works when i see our yeah. matches i'm i'm like okay for example even against uh, for we win man we scored three goals against nottingham yeah, against nottingham mm. forest 
we were in control okay like we had the ball we made, like it was a pretty easy match but all the three chances we scored our nottingham were attacking it's not like we are carving them apart in like uh, set possession and all that it's all transition based and again i get it that's klopp's style he likes high intensity win but sometimes it just doesn't make sense you're like how is this happening how is everything working cuz we don't have a central defensive midfielder it's so easy to play against us but we've considered the second least goals in the league so i i just don't understand how it works man i do not understand how It and works. you know what's what's crazy that I was I was watching the highlights of the Liverpool game yeah. almost every attack that they had was a long ball so it'll be like a couple of zip passes and then Salah or someone will do a boom <laughs> and then like, I'm running running right <laughs> that's why I cannot I cannot wait to play Arsenal because I'm going to see so much uh, like people I'm going to see people online talk about how Arsenal's technical superiority or triangles and all that shit and Liverpool are going to play one long ball to Nunes and have everyone run behind him like it's I, I cannot I, that is one match I'm waiting for just to see this stupid online discourse because seriously man I t- every episode I talk about this the stuff you see Arsenal fans say online is truly like it's just beautiful man it's just beautiful like they analyze everything like oh look at the cute triangles we made here or look at the ball progression look at the control we have like, shut up absolutely man. dude I, you know this reminds me of this arteta guy i yeah. think the fact that the whole ramsdale and raya thing got blown out of proportion was because of arteta because if you look at <laughs> if you look at city pep yeah. has been doing that silently for a few a, a couple of seasons now dude between yeah. ortega, ortega and, and edison and, yeah. he yeah. keeps shuffling them around and no yeah. one bats an eyelid because he yeah. doesn't make a big deal out of it <laughs> but just because the arteta guy was extra limelight on his <laughs> on himself that this whole thing has been blown out of proportion but yeah so like uh, th- that's the thing i'm looking forward to the liverpool city match because it's it'll be two different styles and i genuinely don't understand liverpool how it works or how how like they're doing what they do but it it's fun man liverpool matches are fun to watch because it like it's it's what you said liverpool suck other teams to play at the pace that we want to play which is breakneck like yeah. so so like the, the, the nottingham forest should not be attacking us gung ho at anfield but that's what happens like so, but yeah. i think i think that's what makes liverpool city and city matches so fun because Yeah. City generally like to kill the pace of the game so yeah. much they want to play yeah. it at a pedestrian pace yeah. and Liverpool don't allow them to yeah. w- w- and when is, it becomes is, a basketball match it's, yeah, it's so fun it's because fun. you don't get to see a city like that generally yeah, you know because and when it becomes a basketball match you get to see goals man and whatever yeah. anyone tells me <laughs> i will never find a 1-0 match as interesting as a 2-1 2-2 4 4-3 3-2 two. like i will never find it as interesting no matter how high quality the matches <laughs> goals make matches fun man and like like when Absolutely. you think back of Liverpool I think back of 4-3 Liverpool I think back of like 3-1 2-2 2-1 like it's always been nice goal scoring good matches and like that's what I really liked about the City Liverpool rivalry um like in the 2017 to 2020 period so like hopefully we can rekindle that and so speaking I mean, of Arsenal did you yeah. did you see the uh, uh goals in the last game Uh, Eddie no, Nketiah really stepped up dude. Okay. No but so that's the thing most Arsenal fans have been talking about they talk about everyone but they've been talking up <laughs> Nketiah a lot recently saying that he really has the potential to burst onto the scene. So I mean it's it's nice to see like it's it's like uh, that would it's always good to see an academy graduate perform well because he's a hail end product as is Saka as is Reese Nelson as is uh, what's this guy uh, Emil Smith Rowe like they have a good conveyor belt of talent also i just want to make True. a side note speaking of conveyor belt of talent uh, i feel barcelona just have this anytime they have an injury they just produce a new youngster yeah. 
who's automatically really good i'm just like where are you finding all these guys but like there was this fermin i think his name is fermin or fermin yeah, and then there was matteo giu g i u u like where do they find these people like it just keeps coming there's like an endless supply of them and all are good like it's not like they're just young players who are being played for the sake they're all good quality true, players true true absolutely Not amazing it's, 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 it still lives up to the name no la masaya it, it, it's it's just truly the f- like, like and I, i still remember uh, i saw someone again I, like it was just generally like football discourse these days like uh, i don't know if it was a chelsea fan or an arsenal fan or someone and they were like can anyone talk to our academy graduates look at how accomplished they are and i'm like you guys do realize there was a team just a decade ago which was fully made of academy graduates which won the, everything the treble the champions league the euros <laughs> <laughs> Where is the self-awareness? Where where is the shame, man? Where is the shame? <laughs> dude, don't even get me started on Chelsea, dude. <laughs> Look at this. Look at uh, actually I'm in no position to be laughing at them to No, no, you are, you are, you are, you are. I'm sorry, man. Like But if any Because like you you think about it, man. Like you have spent 225 million on your two starting midfielders and they do nothing. <laughs> they, I, I, they, they do nothing. Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm the least critical when it comes to players because I always like seeing the brighter side. I always like to see what they bring to the team. But when you pay two twenty-five million, you expect results. And Caicedo is just winning. He wins the ball back. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> There's nothing apart from that. There's no, and again, Enzo creates chances, progresses the ball. Then what? Yeah, <laughs> like dude, you know what the craziest bit is? If anyone watched the game uh, Chelsea versus Brentford, they would walk away from the game feeling that Chelsea got robbed. Yeah, right. That's that's the narrative, or, or rather, that's the feeling that you get from the game because Chelsea were decent. They were they're quite good in the first half. They had a lot of chances. Yeah, but when you look at the stats, yeah, they tell you a completely different story, dude. Yeah, Brentford beat them in xG. Brentford yeah. beat them in big chances created. So, and so uh, every other I, metric Chelsea were leading but all the main metrics it was Brentford so would you say that Brentford dropped them i don't know so it's because at the end of the match Chelsea were chasing the match they were commit over committing bodies so like all the chances Brentford created after that were getting like saved or blocked last minute so i think xg in this in this game could be a little <laughs> misleading but i thought Brentford were pretty good in the second half so like yeah what a game plan dude this this Brentford team i love watching them play i honestly do but only uh, against Uh, only against top teams. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't enjoy they, them. They, they don't. Others, yeah. They don't know what to do against uh, uh, teams <laughs> their size. They have no idea. They're out. They're yeah, out of true, true. <laughs> So like, it's, uh, it's it's fun to watch Brentford run uh, rampant. Dude. Yeah, man, it's fun. Good but team. like that, that, that's what like at this point where we are in the Premier League, it's it's been a it's been a good ride so far. Hopefully, United can kind of get some kind of recovery in form. Um, I still think there are three title contenders, as I said before. I think there are three teams which are significantly better than the rest like and I think there's a big gulf in class actually between these three and the rest and I think there's a big gulf in class between these the two next, and the rest yeah. I I will go ahead and say there's a big gulf in class between these two and the rest and I, I I this might be a bit of a reach because Arsenal are very good I'll give that to them but I think there's something about this Liverpool side and I, I love the fact that they're flying under the radar no one's even talking about it. it's all about Spurs Arsenal City I love it that way it's because Liverpool have, like Klopp has this underdog uh, he loves being the underdog yeah, I, I love true. I love it this way I love it this way so because oh, I, 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 all the things I'm seeing from Liverpool are just um, very very positive signs but like it's every every game week we talk about this it's just five elite forwards we have jota who does nothing every game he score i don't know how jota scores goals i legitimately do he contributes nothing to it. what is it about these portuguese man <laughs> what is it about portuguese and coming out with a goal and it's just no matter what 
it's it's just it's just that portuguese elite mentality and i think jota typifies that then we've got diaz also by the way heart goes out to diaz it's a tough situation his mother and father got kidnapped mother has been released right now yeah. father is still um he's missing so we hope for the best we hope his family is reunited because that is a horrible situation which you would not wish upon anyone so like i, I really hope things resolve um and it, other than luis diaz we also have gakpo sala nunes and it's a, it's a good front line and then we got sabosley who is very similar yeah. in profile to alisson and van dijk in the sense of transformation transformation yeah, impact trans- trans- he has transformed player. us man yeah he is transformed i wish we could have signed him dude i wish this this i i don't know man <laughs> i the only thing right needs to turn over a new leaf and very quickly because yeah. otherwise we're going to be out of yeah. europe not the top 4 out of europe yeah. dude at the rate we're going and the other teams as yeah. you rightly said the top 4 right now and even right right behind them villa, villa newcastle villa and are really Brighton. good and newcastle are just destroying teams <laughs> at home destroying them man like no, but you know I the question know, i have the question i have for you and we should get down to the bottom of this if we can newcastle on paper don't look that impressive man i don't know how they're doing this is it superior coaching are we underrating their players what is the, what is going on i just don't understand cuz they are smashing teams <laughs> i i think uh, i mean to be honest i think newcastle has been kind of up and down this season yeah. uh, but when they've been at it they've been really really at it dude and, and, and isak isak is such a smooth smooth operator man just so smooth the way he moves <laughs> the way he finishes team. Brilliant. I player. think I think what uh, our problems are a lot of us shoehorn players into these narratives. Uh, yeah. Players like Murphy, players yeah, like exactly. Dan Burn. Exactly. Dan Burn. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm like okay, Dan Burn. I, I remember when I when I said Mbappe was gonna leave him in the dirt and then they won four <laughs> nil <laughs> so, yeah. with him scoring. With him scoring. <laughs> yeah. That's what, so, so I think may, maybe we as football fans probably need exactly. to give these players a chance. Yeah. Like we're being a bit too and, harsh, I think. Absolutely, and I think we need to understand that uh, we may be seeing a few players in systems which do not suit them, and yeah. I think that should not be the only criteria for, like on which we judge players. Because I was yeah. just thinking about this today. Uh, I, I was watching a couple of highlights from other games, and uh, I was just thinking, how how do you judge if a player is good or not? Say, for example, if you look at Let's take uh, a very obvious example of Hoylund, and we spoke of him earlier. And uh, I was just looking at his movement and everything. I was like, "Good player, dude." But if you look at the main narrative around him, or if you look at FIFA rankings, it won't be high. The main yeah. narrative won't be good because yeah. he's playing in a system which is not But providing him. But to be honest, uh, to be honest, I chances, think I, right? I think Hoylund has not got too many people slandering him because people can actually say he does. Um, play quite well. Uh, no, I think there not not too many people slandering him because there are bigger scapegoats in the United <laughs> team. <dude. laughs> because I'll give you an example. Look at Darwin Nunes. He had Domino's UK slandering him last season. Like <laughs> Domino's UK. Like what are you doing? You can't even make proper pizzas. Why are you putting up slander tweets? <laughs> like try this, okay? Try this when you're free. Eat the pizza box and then eat the pizza and tell me <laughs> if you can taste the difference between the crust. Okay? I'm not joking. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> Oh my god. I think Davin Nunes yeah. uh I was one of those players to get slandered only because of uh, your other players in Liverpool. So as in the reason I would say this is cuz there're not a lot of people in Liverpool who warrant criticism. Yeah. Henderson and Milner are one of the few scapegoats, <laughs> but that's it. There's nobody yeah. else who gets criticized. Dude, H- Henderson is not a scapegoat. I'm sorry. 
after seeing Sabosle play his exact same role Sabosle play yeah. is playing his exact same role right now it's like watching a player playing a different sport <laughs> please I, I i will agree with milna i will agree with milna i always felt he was so unfairly scapegoated not with not with jordan henderson post 2021 But see, that's the thing, right? So, so, so then, basically, there were no other players who were scapegoated in Liverpool. I think Davis. I was going to say Davisi. No, Davin Nunes. Davisi. Just became a, a scapegoat, like an easy yeah. scapegoat. For for yeah, United, yeah. on the other hand, every player is targeted, dude. Every player is targeted. Yeah. We hardly have anyone who gets exempt from this treatment, and I think that's I, why I've seen Bruno. Bruno is getting slammed also. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno, Rashford, Maguire, Evans, Ra- Rashford, Bookshaw, given Van Bissaka, Rashford, anything he does. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to, he goes to enjoy a night out he gets slapped in anything he does he gets slapped no hope for Ashford man one thing i will tell you is this is how most football fans feel like i just think united fans think you're some special lot okay you got spoiled by a once in a lifetime manager this is how it is for the rest of us so Adar, this is Adar, how listen yeah. listen it's been 10 years running oh, 11 please running Liverpool. 11 i mean okay. united have waited 55 years not 55 years they uh, when they won the title in 92 it was their first title in 24 years or something like that but they, other, but nobody talk about when you when you talk about me as a united fan i've had pro- probably maybe 3 4 years of glory okay <laughs> and i've had 11 years of despair <laughs> so don't no, compare uh, me to other glory under. no i can compare i can compare all of me. all of our age like if i look at you for example you would have had maybe 7 years of despair but you've had 7 years of no incredible so I, football I, I, also okay? i started supporting liverpool in 2009 okay so if i started supporting in 2009 liverpool was shit from 2009 till uh, 13 Club 4 years came. Still four, no four years. Then thirteen, fourteen was good again. So one year. Then again two more years. Six years. So six years we were crap, and then seven yeah, years I, of club. So so basically you've seen more glory <laughs> than you've seen bad years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole narrative is bullshit, man. <laughs> we were struggling so much, dude. We we're struggling so much, and and the problem is, right? I don't mind being in a steady state of despair. But the you get hope when, and then you get pulled. Yeah, when this new manager comes in, when Mourinho comes, he finishes second. You're like, this is it. This then, is it. Oli comes in. No, no, then you, well, then, this is it. Then you finish second. You finish second <laughs> to that team. You add Varane, Sancho, and Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. who is still playing at a pretty high level. High level. And you finish seventh or sixth. It's. I think it's just brutal. It's it's a social experiment at this point. <laughs> no, but, uh, I just wanted to point I out something you mentioned about uh, judging players based on the systems. and the coaches playing to their strengths and i think two high profile examples we can give of this is jude bellingham and kylian mbappe because and i i want to take a moment to kind of appreciate jude bellingham and the support system around him they have identified real he had like multiple clubs liverpool city united or real madrid anyone could have brought him in like i'm sure any of these clubs could have afforded to bring him in in terms of transfer cost He's had the right advisors around him at a young age to tell him, okay, this might suit your talent set. This coach is a guy who likes your profile of player, and he has the skill set to do what is asked of him. Because people keep saying, okay, he's tapping in, he's just scoring tap-ins. E- even Jude Bellingham, if you saw Real Madrid's the official page, they posted a picture with our tap-in merchant. Okay, <laughs> and uh, they were asking Jude Bellingham, what's your favorite goal? And he was like, uh, my favorite goal was uh, second one. Yeah, people give me a lot of stick for scoring tap-ins, but you have to be the right. position to score these tapins but yeah the goal was my favorite so the thing is he's he's doing so much he he's able to do the striker job of making those runs he's able to come back in tight spaces keep the ball 
it's very impressive at such a young age to do what he's doing. But if he was in another club, like I think if he was in Liverpool, I don't think he would have been able to show what he's showing right now. But you know, funny bit is when you look at Bellingham after Birmingham. So United were trying to poach him, right? He had come to United, and so I like spoke to him and everything. And one of the big reasons for him to not choose United was because United didn't guarantee him a starting spot. So this guy was a 17-year-old kid. right who wanted a starting spot in the team in the biggest stage in the biggest yeah. stage like what does that say about his mentality that absolutely but look at united dude the fact that we could see the talent and we said no to him yeah. while we had andres pereira yeah. fred and mctominay playing for us is such a foolish starting dude. starting it's, starting <laughs> starting it's yeah. crazy but but the point being it's, what bellingham did then is something that i can easily see uh, mbappe do and i'm sure mbappe yeah. has done it's just credit to his his i think his mother is a big influence in his decision making and i think she's just done a phenomenal job so like it's it's just lovely to see man and if you're still watching please do like and subscribe thank you so much please guys and we'll be trying a couple of new things as well as other rightly said yeah so if you do like it please do let us know give us some feedback yeah and probably whatever works we'll cut yeah. you on it yeah right. all right yeah thank you for sticking yeah. around guys bye bye